All right, so it's midweek. It's revival. Go to Psalms 119. I'm going to preach tonight for a little bit. Believe God's going to bless us tonight in the name of Jesus. And this is on our page in Facebook. If you're watching online, welcome. Uh, you can share this to your family and friends. Get the word out. I hope it'll be a blessing. Uh, definitely tonight, we're going to probably scar some of your memories because I've got a very graphic photo of my feet that we're going to put up in a little bit if the Holy Ghost lets me. And so I'm glad the kids are out. Lord bless them. We don't want to scare the children. But uh, this, this is going to be a night you'll never forget. Getting to get a picture, and I'm only going to probably have about two seconds if you stay around, a two-second picture of my feet later and uh, talk about that tonight. And you're probably wondering how it fits in, but you'll, you'll see in a little while how it fits in. Uh, so ugly feet have a future. Ugly feet have a future. And I don't know if anybody else in here has ugly feet. You don't have to say, man, you can tell on your husband or your wife if you want to and just say beside me or something like that. But uh, if you've got ugly feet like me, then this message will really bless you tonight. And if you don't have ugly feet, you probably still think feet are ugly because of just the whole idea of feet. So ugly feet have a future. Share this on Facebook. Get the word out. We're continuing revival tonight. Everybody say in Jesus' name. Psalms 119, 103. Let's go through this, uh, these verses, and then we'll go straight into what the Holy Ghost has for us tonight in this place. Psalms 119, 103. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through your precepts, your laws, I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. Your word is a lamp to my feet. Your word shines light on my feet. Everybody say, and, and, not just lighting up my feet, and it lights up my path. The Word of God gives us revelation for our feet, and it gives us revelation for our path. And he says, I have sworn and confirmed that I will keep your righteous judgment, judgments. I am afflicted very much. He says, revive me, O Lord, according to your word. Accept, I pray, the free will offerings of my mouth, O Lord, and teach me your judgments. My life is continually in my hand, yet I do not forget your law. The wicked have laid a snare for me. Y'all know where the snares are normally at, right? They're normally at your feet. Yet I have not strayed from your precepts. That's a directional term. That has to do with the path. So the wicked are trying to trip us up at our feet on the path. But he says here that it has not been successful. Your testimonies, verse 111, I have taken as a heritage forever, for they are the rejoicing of my heart. I have inclined my heart to perform your statutes forever to the very end of the journey. Because we're on a journey. This is directional. This is all about the, the, uh, the Psalms of David here, Psalms 119 and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go into this, the feet message. Lord, help me. Everybody say, Lord, bless them tonight. Thank you. I need it because we're going to talk about ugly feet. You can, be, you can be seated tonight. Once again, if you're watching online, God bless you. If you have COVID tonight in our church, we love you. We're praying for you. Hope this will bless you tonight. And if you're at home, just take off your shoes and just wiggle your toes. Nobody will know. Just go ahead and reveal it and get ready for it. Psalms 119 is the longest and probably one of the more perfect of its kind in the book of Psalms. Every group of eight verses begins with the first 
letter of the Hebrew alphabet. From beginning until the entire alphabet is completed. It's very unique. Now, David is reflecting on the process of following God's plan for his life and all that goes into that plan. There are technically three sections in our text that I'm going to talk about tonight. The first would be considered maybe his introduction in verse 103 and 104. We find that David is comparing the word of God to the taste of honey and the ideas as to great understanding. He even goes on to state that he hates every false way, every false direction. Now, this introduction reveals the level of maturity that David has arrived at. Only the immature call God's word a bitter thing, seeking the wisdom and direction of mere mortal men. Only the immature continue to fall for every last gimmick out there to make one supposedly happy. Live a little while and you will see what many of us have seen in this room tonight, that God is faithful and this world is false. David sounds like somebody tired of buying into the get happy quick schemes of life. You will never, ever dust off your Bible and get into this word until you get tired of getting bad directions. I don't know if anybody else in this place is tired of bad directions, but I get frustrated with bad directions. Nothing's more frustrating than going down a road somebody told you that it would be what you want just to find out at the end that you've wasted your time, your energy, and your money. I hate regretting bad directions. I hate going down roads that I had good hopes for, but then they produce nothing like I thought that it would produce. And that's what this is all about. It's all about being on the right path and getting the right directions to get to the right destination. You know, sometimes my phone doesn't even tell me when there's a new road. Sometimes my phone will deceive me, and it will tell me that, that, that this is a dead end. But then I'm looking at a road right in front of me, and my phone says, this is no road. And I get frustrated because I'm trusting my phone to tell me where to go. I don't know if anybody else uses their phone for directions, but I still use it even going around Austin. I don't know why I do. I just, I still don't know how to find places. It, we're just, we're just messed up, aren't we? We don't know how to do anything without our little tools. But I can't stand it when my phone messes up. Can anybody else not get, you get mad whenever your phone says that, that, that turn a right, uh, but it was messed up because there was a road change and no one told Google about it uh, and nobody told Siri about it. Uh, and here you are, you took it, you exited, and then you realize that the phone didn't know where you were. Ever seen your car driving off road for no reason? I mean, I'm on the highway on 183, and they still haven't figured out what 183 is. And they think that I'm driving off in front of buildings. I should be dead, according to my phone. <laughs> Nothing's more frustrating. I get so mad because I place so much trust in the directions of my map system, and nothing makes me so frustrated. There's been times that I've tried to find somebody's house in the church, and it tells me it's down this road. And I'm looking, and it says there is no road. And I'm going, yes, there is. There's a road. But my phone doesn't know. And I get so mad and I get so frustrated because here's the issue of the false way. You waste so much of your time going down the wrong road. 
Anybody else get mad and frustrated that you spend so much energy and time? Anybody wish you could go back in life and do it God's way? Anybody wish you could just go back in time and do it the way God said do it because you were stubborn, because you thought you could do it on your own without getting directions from your heavenly father? This is what's happening to David. You see, David David was not a perfect man. David had a perfect heart. He had a perfect direction, but he wasn't a perfect man. And David is looking at his life saying, you know what? I've tried it on my own long enough. I want to do it God's way. Please listen to the man of God. Please today turn your direction around. Please today, if you're hearing me right now, please get on the right path because you will waste your whole life trying to figure it out on your own. And you'll be frustrated and mad, and then, then you'll get into guilt and condemnation, and then you'll get to a place where you don't even want to try anymore because you've gone down so many bad paths. It's hard to believe that this is a good path. The second section would be his main topic from 105 to 110. He says, the Word of God is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It reveals where I am. It reveals where I currently am at, my condition. It reveals my feet, and it also reveals my path. It reveals where I am, and it reveals where I should be going. The two things that God's Word does, and this is why every single one of us should be filling our minds with God's Word. Every single person in this church, it is impossible to know who you are and where you're going if you don't have a consistent diet of God's Word. At the beginning of this year, I need to tell everybody right now, you need to get your face in the Bible. You need to make sure you're digesting every part of the Scriptures because it will tell you about you and it will tell you where to go. I think that when I quote that scripture, I think I get a little more excited at the end. I think you probably do too. I think when we talk about this, this feet and this path, I think that I get a little more excited about my path than I do my feet. It's hard for me to get excited about the condition of my feet, especially if you have feet like mine. Maybe this doesn't resonate with you, but when I look down at my feet and I see what God has given me to work with. I immediately would like to talk about my path and divert attention away from this ugly thing at the bottom of my body. I don't want to talk about my feet in Christianity. I don't want to go to a church that talks about my feet. I want to go to a church that talks about my path. I want to ignore my condition. I want to ignore what I'm working with. I want to ignore how ugly and dirty parts of my life are and skip straight to the part where I have a good ending. And if you're honest today, in your carnal nature, you do too. Most people are looking for a path church, not a feet church. I love the fact that God has a plan for my life. I love the fact that we can use words like destiny, destiny church. Can we change our name to feet church? You think that would be very good? We could have a cool slogan like the devil is defeated or something like that. I don't know. I mean, uh, he was actually defeated. Y'all don't, <laughs> don't know about that. You see, that's why, that's why the devil has no future because he has no feet.
That's good, though. I mean, some of y'all are laughing, but it's actually really good. I, I don't know why I'm not preaching to a conference. I got, some, I got a lot like that, a whole lot more. See, see, the devil has no path because the devil can look down. He don't see no feet, you know. I love it whenever we talk about our purpose and our destiny, and those are, those are really catchy words, and they really are buzzy, and you can really get everybody excited when you talk about your path is going to be great. Everybody loves that. You can fill up a church if you talk about path, but God help you. If you talk about feet, you've lost everybody. Can't stand talking about feet. We've already got people walking out. People act like their baby's crying. It's not. You know, Georgia, will you come on here, pincher, you know, just get out of here. I'm a firm believer that you that you need to get a word for your path. I believe it. I'm not against that. I believe we need to have people talk about the future and the path. It's going to be great. All those good things. I believe that's part of the word of God. That's part of what we need to hear. But the word path is only found in 23 verses in the Bible, and the word feet are found 239 verses. So, so watch this. You can't reveal your path without first revealing your place. The same light that shines into your heavenly future lights up your ugly feet. This is why you don't like reading your Bible. You just like to let somebody talk to you about your Bible. Because the majority of people that are preaching about it don't talk about feet. They're talking about future. And that's why we don't read our Bibles. We listen to men preach about our Bibles because you and I both know most men won't talk about your feet online. Most men can't get a crowd talking about feet. Most men can't get followers on their YouTube channels talking about feet. And the reason why we go hear preachers online and not read our own Bibles is because you know you can't see your future without looking at your feet when you read the Scriptures. You open up that book, and you're like, oh, Jesus is going to take me, but I have to change this. What? Oh, Jesus is going to get up, oh, but I have to do this. What? Oh, Jesus said, first repent, then I get the Holy Ghost. What? Yeah. So we're not all feet only. Yeah. Don't preach to me about how bad I am all the time without telling me every now and then, but I can get up out of this mess. Don't tell me that I'm so ugly that I can't walk. Don't tell me I'm so ugly that I can't be used to God. Don't tell me that, that it's just so nasty that God will never do anything with me. I want a preacher to love me enough to deal with my feet and also help me walk down the path that God has for me. It takes both in church. In verse 110, the wicked, the wicked, yeah, no, no surprise here. Y'all know this. Laid a snare for me. Yet I have not strayed away. How many times did I almost step on a trap? But because the light was shining on my path, it saved me from something in my future. Is anybody glad today that God's word will keep you from the traps of the enemy? Aren't you glad that God's word will protect you from the things in the dark all the way through life? If you let the word of God work, it'll protect you from the traps and the snares of the enemy. you don't change your ways, you will get trapped. Yep. A lot of times, pastor is like, prove it to me, pastor. I can't prove to you something's going to happen. I can just warn you. You know why you need to pastor your life? Because you need to hear, you know, you need the word of God in life, you need to hear about the things that are in the way. Amen. See, some of y'all haven't even finished the journey yet, and you think you got it on your own. You don't understand that there's, there's things in the way. 
There's snares in the path, and the wicked have laid up snares on the path. And if we will follow with the light and we'll look down at our feet and look at the path, we can avoid the snares that trip us up along the way. I'm right. so thankful for the word of God. I'm thankful for that word that shines on my feet yeah. and on my path and protects me from the snares of the enemy that are trying to steal us and kill us. The third section in verse 111. He says, I've got some testimonies that will live forever. And when I look back, I see where God brought me. And I begin to rejoice when I look at the path behind me. I begin to rejoice because it worked. Because listening to God worked. If you'll look back at the times you listened to God, at the times you were right with Him, at the times that ever you heard Him and you submitted to Him, you'll find in the past that He got you through. That He made a way out of nowhere. That He protected you like nobody else protected you. If you'll just be honest and look back at your past, you'll see where God has brought you from. It'll encourage you to keep walking. to the very end because there's been some days I didn't do it God's way. There's been some days I did it God's way and I make my mind up from now on. I'm making up my commitment to you. I will continue to do it your way. I will walk down the path you set before me and that's what he's saying. If I'm going to go your way only from now on. Hear me tonight before I close this service there is not an ugly foot ugly enough to stop you from walking the path that God has for you. There's not a life dirty enough in this place right now that God can't take you to the end. There's not a situation you're going through right now that God cannot use it. No matter how ugly your feet are, your feet can still function. Your feet can still work. You can still make it to the end without your feet. Is anybody glad that you can have a messed up life Do not be afraid of your feet. Some of y'all are scared of y'all's feet. Look, if I can, I can face my feet, you can face yours. If I can look at mine and not be discouraged, you can look at yours. Amen. Do not be discouraged or afraid at what you're working with. Right. You need to own the truth about who you really are. And the reason why we're not helping people right now is because we're not doing a very good job of helping people see where they are. And that's why Jezebel was kicked out on Sunday. Because we've got a lot of deception in the church. And we need to get real with people. If your life is a mess, stop telling everybody else what you need to do. And start asking questions. Sit down. Go into prayer. Yeah. Yeah. Almost everybody's going through something. 
And yet we still pretend like we're good, like our feet are fancy, like everything's fine, and we don't want to talk about it. We want to ignore it. But I'm telling you, in the Holy Ghost tonight, you can't go forward if you won't look down. The first thing you do before you go is you look down and see where you are. There is no reference point for the Holy Ghost to work with. If you refuse to look in the mirror and say, yes, this is the ugly truth about me. I know it's tough to look in the mirror. I know it's hard to own who you are. But God can change anything you are. Our God is a changer. Our God takes the ugly and he makes it beautiful. Our God rearranges things. Our God is so powerful that if you can just confess it, he can take you down the road. Yes, even with those ugly feet, our God can still give you a great future. But you have got to be willing to admit and confess that I don't have it all together. God, give us a revival in the last days of helping people see where they are. The Lord has given me a series that we're going to do on Sundays to help people get uns help people that think they're saved realize they're not. Oh, come on. And if we don't get people unsaved, we won't be able to help them in this hour. I am so frustrated with people who think they're saved and have nothing to stand on. I am so frustrated with the deception of our family and our friends who refuse to look at their feet. And all they want to talk about is their path. Right. Never anybody wants to talk about their feet. They always want to talk about they went to heaven. Did you ever see their feet? Doesn't matter their feet. They they went to heaven. Right. But what about their life? What about the truth about who they were? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's the path. It's the path. People are dead and they're still getting prophesied over that they're going to heaven. Well, maybe now everything's okay. Well, now they can't sin. They're dead. I don't understand what's happening, but I know that the spirit of deception and Jezebel, right. yes, is real. And we've got so many people that are scared to look in the mirror. They're scared. You know, like you're offended all the time you're offended because you know you're broken and you know what it's revealed. Yeah. yeah. That's all the time. You're not your family, your kids, your husband, your wife, your yeah. child. Everybody's trying to attack you. And the truth is, everything tells you you're ugly thing. Yep. It's okay. It's okay, we're, we're flawed people. We're sinners saved by grace. It's okay to confess that you fear ugly. Right. God, help us in this hour because we don't have time to play. Help us realize that we have to get real for where we are. If the family's not right, then would you please say it out loud? Family's not right. If things aren't right in your marriage or your life or your prayer life, stop hiding and just own it. I know it might be ugly, but the word of God will take you somewhere. It just means it's the first step. The first step is confessing that your feet are ugly so that God can take you somewhere. Great message. I know it's hard. I know it's difficult. I know you have self-esteem issues already. And the last thing you want to do is be honest about who you are. Come on. Come on. And back in the old days, we used to have people come down the aisle with tears in their eyes when our, we had an altar call and they needed to be saved. Yeah. And they would come to church to be saved because they knew their feet were ugly and they knew where they were. And the reason they received the Holy Ghost so easily is because they knew their feet were ugly. Right? But now you make an appeal and people are like, I guess I'll go pray. Don't know why. Feet are fine. I just want a good future. Because the elders used to preach about the feet a whole lot. I know what's going to happen in the last days. God is going to revive the preaching on feet again. 
because it's not talked about. We are letting people every day go to hell because we don't want to offend them with the truth. And the recipe for success is speak the truth in love. Let's speak the truth. You can't not have the truth. You just have to add the love. If we will love this world, the people, the souls, and we will use the truth, we can have a mighty revival. But I'm having a hard time because nobody thinks they're in a bad place. Everybody's on a good road, but no one knows where they are. (laughs) Jesus, help us. And I pray for confidence and boldness for you to be able to lovingly help your family and friends tell them what their feet look like. Because I know that's where you get into a lot of trouble with your family and friends. Oh, when you're at Thanksgiving dinner and you go, well, it's chicken, this turkey's good, but have you seen your feet? <laughs> oh, what's kicking me on the table? Oh, those nasty feet. <laughs> well, we start to get in a lot of trouble talking about our family and friends' feet. No one wants to talk about feet, no one wants to talk about future. Uh-huh. you got to have both. Yeah. The Word of God is good for both. Yeah. It's good. So let's use the Word of God for both. Don't right. just be a feet person that all you do is talk about everybody doing wrong according to scripture and right. never have a good scripture of where we're going. You have to have the balance right. to help people properly. Man. Some of you are still worried about my feet tonight. I'm sure. <laughs> but I got good news. My feet are not ugly to Jesus. That's right. Some of you are saying amen because you feel sorry. You don't even know what I'm talking about. You just, you just, you love your pastor, you know? I need to give you a scripture here. Like, that's right. Jesus loves you. That's the kind of love we have in this church. That's the kind of support I feel from y'all right now. Is you know that Jesus loves my feet before I even gave you a scripture. Yes, he does. But now I'm going to give you a scripture. Now I'm going to prove it to you, right? I'm going to tell you how you can have ugly feet like mine. And Jesus thinks they're amazing. All right. In Romans 10 and 15. Thank God for the scripture. Are you ready? <laughs> and how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet. Is anybody else excited? Like, you got pretty feet. See, that's why you don't care about this message. But, but I'm reading this like, wait a minute. How beautiful are the feet of them that Preach the gospel of peace and bring and bring. What does bring mean? Bring it is your path. That's where you go. That's the journey that you're on. You see, in the kingdom of God, ugly feet get pretty when they have purpose. Ugly feet get pretty when they fall. So don't you feel sorry for me and my ugly feet. Don't you feel sorry for me because everything in my life hasn't been always good or perfect. Uh, but just know that I've taken what God has given me. And I've tried to walk down that path uh, and obey his voice. Uh, and he says my feet are just fine now. Because my feet uh, are being used uh, for the gospel. These feet uh, are being used for Jesus. Uh, it have been ugly a couple years ago. But now it's pretty. Because these feet uh, are here. 
wants to turn it around. And the truth is, physically speaking, your feet won't really look any different when you team up with Jesus. But the concept is, God wants to take something that is pretty dirty, pretty nasty, sweaty, something so bad that in their culture they would wash you before you were allowed to come in the house. Pete <laughs> was talking about a lot of trash back in the day. You couldn't even come to his house unless you washed your feet. Jesus got over somebody one time. He was like, how come y'all don't wash my feet? This lady over here this, this, this out here all the time as a prostitute, she washed my feet, but y'all wash my feet. He actually rebuked him one time because not washing feet was a big deal. Yes, feet, nasty, dirty. The Holy Ghost wants to use us. No matter what we're going through and what we're facing right now. But we have to be honest. We have to be real. We got to know our destination. Our current location. We have to talk about it. And we got to stop being afraid of where we are, as if it's a doom, a sentence, as if it's a judgment. Stating where you are is not prophecy. Yeah. It's just one part of it. Come on. Come on. In order to fulfill prophecy, you have to know where you are and then know where you're going. It's an A, B road. Right. You've got to confess this is where we are. It's true. Never get mad whenever you reveal where you are right now. Because in, in the kingdom of God, as soon as you know where you are, there's about to be where you're going. Yeah. In the kingdom of God, this is how God works. God says, now here's where you are, now here's where you're going. Some of y'all, you get mad between where you are and where you're going and you give up. <laughs> you quit whenever you're like, hey, this is where I am, I'm a sinner. Let me finish. Saved by grace. Talk to 
I mean, you know, you know how marriages are busted up? Because marriages are the number one place people talk about the trouble that's going on in somebody's life. Nobody feels more liberty to deal with marriage issues like the people in the marriage. And that's why marriage issues are so big, because that's the place we deal with a lot of our drama. No one knows you like the person you're married to. And that's why there's so much fight in marriages. Because nobody knows how ugly your feet are like your spouse. Nobody knows. Nobody knows you like those around you. And you know what? That's why you're going to be in church. Because nobody knows you like those who are around you. And we can't talk about feet if we're not around each other. We got to be cool with it. But we have to make sure that when we're done talking about feet, we always add in that last thing. And there's also a path. Don't ever get caught talking about somebody's feet without talking about the path for those feet. Don't ever get done until you've talked about where God's going to take them. Man. That's what people need in the world. Yeah. They need to hear they're sinners that can be saved. Yeah. That they're broken and they can be whole. Yeah. That they're sick, but they can be made well. Yeah. Yeah. It's both. Tonight I felt in the Holy Ghost to make sure that we understand God's going to use ugly things in the last days. Yeah. God's going to use ugly parts of your life in the last days. God's going to use parts of your life that were so nasty and you didn't want to talk about it, but you don't understand that people need to hear about your ugly feet because right. it gives God a whole lot more glory when God uses ugly feet. Right. That's good. I want us to lift our hands up just for a moment. The Holy Ghost is here right now. I didn't want to preach very long because I wanted to make sure I had a chance tonight to make sure that we took our, our situation and that we just opened it up completely. We just aired it out completely. No matter how ugly it is, we just air it out. To, we got to get this stuff done. This is our building year, the Lord said. It's our building year. What that means, we got to break some stuff and build some stuff. We got to rebuild. And that means we got to own what we have. This is foundational tonight. This is foundational tonight. Stop hiding. Stop being so insecure. I know you've been hurt. I know you've been busted. I know you're trying to live on how great you are. But it's all about where you're going. You've got to own where you are first. Let somebody speak into your life. Let the man of God speak. Let God speak. Own where you are. Own how ugly it is. It's not a doom. It is not a judgment. It's all about going somewhere. And you've got to do this first. God, I pray right now over our church that the questions would come in the future. Where am I, God? What do I really look like, God? Where am I, God? Where am I, God? The first question you Adam had to confess where he was. And that's what's happening right now in the Holy Ghost. If we're going to be this church and go to revival, we have got to be able to confess where we are with all of our cool hairdos and our long skirts and dressing in suits. We've got to be able to confess where we are. And I know it hurts because you, you've been told negative things your whole life, and the last thing you want to do is talk about ugly feet again. But our Father is a good, good Father. He does not bring up your flaws to keep you there. He does not bring up your flaws to hurt you and push you down. He brings it up because he just wants to see where you are and where you're going. Jesus never talks about where you are unless he's going to talk about where you're going. Anytime you feel like God is saying to you, you're not right, it's because he's saying to you, I have better. Yes. I feel the Holy Ghost right now talking to somebody with insecurities in this place. 
You have not opened up your spirit to correction because you're so used to having pain in your life that you keep seeing that same pain manifesting. But right now, I've come to tell you that the Holy Ghost is going to bless you as soon as you open up about your feet. He will begin to show you your future. He'll begin to show you the path He has for you. You just got to get ready with God and say, I am not afraid of my feet. I'm not afraid of my baggage. I'm not afraid of everything life has, has done to me. I'm not afraid of it, Jesus. I know it's part of the destination, knowing where I am right now. God, I pray for humility to happen right now in this church. I pray for us to walk in humility, not thinking we have it all figured out, but walking with question and humility. Lord, what is it you have for me to see and know? God, open up, open up to me and tell me I won't be offended. You can trust me. You can trust me. I feel the word right now. The Holy Ghost just showed me the scripture where Jesus had just given a very hard saying, and many of his disciples had left him. Remember that story? And many of his disciples left him. And, and he looked at his other disciples, his faithful 12, and said, will you also go because of what I said? That was a moment of destiny for those men. What did they say? They said, where will we go? You have the words to life. Those disciples knew that if they stuck with Jesus, that they, they would not be stuck where they were. They knew that Jesus had the words to somewhere, and if we stay with him, we can go somewhere with Jesus, right. and they were not offended because they knew they were headed somewhere else. Right. That's right. I'm telling you, church, the Holy Ghost has been telling me that the way this is going to break out, this revival in our church is going to break out this year, is we're going to have to get real and talk about feet a whole lot more. And God's already given me probably four or five messages this series talking about salvation, how people think they're saved or not saved. And we're going to share it on Facebook, we're going to tell our friends, we're going to tell everybody about it, and we're, we're going to get right ourselves. Good. But there's a lot of deception in this hour, and the Holy Ghost sent me here just on this revival night to make sure that we're right, we're good, that you can talk about it with me. You can talk about me. And that's the spirit I want in this church. Amen. I want an open spirit in this church. You know the reason why I'm trying to fight against the spirit of gossip so bad? Because people won't open up in the spirit of gossip. Mm. When you think people are talking about you in church, you won't open up. Am I right? Yeah. We're supposed to confess so we can be healed. But last time you confessed to somebody, you got hurt. That's why we have to fight against these things and keep our church clean. Because we have to make sure that we have an open environment for us to look at feet and talk about feet. Right. People are coming in this church broken and hurt. And I don't want them to put on a show for us when they come in. I want them to know that they can open up. And be honest about their feet. It doesn't mean they're not viable. It doesn't mean they're not going somewhere. It's just the first step. And the path that God has for them. Help us, Lord, to love both sides of the Word of God. Yes. Not just my future and my prophecy and my goodwill, but Lord, help me to love when it reveals something in me that's not right. Yes. Help me to say thank you for it. Help me to say thank you for it. Whenever I look down and I realize I'm not right, it doesn't mean I'm out. It means you're taking me somewhere greater. 
for just five minutes or so. Can we, we close out services? Come to the front right now. Let's pray as a church family because I want to make sure we have love and unity. And we all come down. Just come on down here to the front. Let's all gather around. Let's join together in the name of Jesus and let's pray together because I really want the Holy Ghost to seal tonight this moment where we can go into our future even with whatever we have right now stacked against us. We can go forward in Jesus' name. Let's gather around. Let's gather around. Thank you so much for gathering around. I feel like God is going to bless us. I believe God has spoken to us. I believe God is working in our church. I believe God is breaking some things out. If we don't open up and expose these things, the snakes stay in the wall and the foundations of the church, sneaking around the dark places. And there's no way to have revival because there's always a bite coming out of nowhere. But we've got to make sure that we're seeking our hearts and we're opening up our hearts. God, I do not want my friends at church to always lie to me. I want people that will be honest with me, to tell me when I'm gossiping, tell me when my spirit's not right, to tell me whenever I'm not living right. God, I want to surround myself with people in the last days that will tell me where I am and then tell me when I get to go. God, let us have a culture in this church that reveals in the name of Jesus that reveals the prophetic ministry is coming back in 2022 and it's going to be a blessing. It's going to where we are so that we know where we're going. I pray let us be ready for the spirit of prophecy. Who are we to say no to you, God? Who are we to reject you, God? Your word, your word is higher than ours. Your word knows best. Your word is the leader. Your word is the show. Your word is the light to our feet. Light to our feet, light to our path. It's both in the name of Jesus. I cannot tell you right now, church family, your marriage will be okay if you do not tell me your marriage has a problem. I feel the Holy Ghost right now talking to somebody. I cannot prophesy that your marriage will make it if you want to prophesy and speak the truth about where you currently are. You may be able to say this is where we are so that God can say this is where you're going. Thank you, Jesus. I cannot speak over your finances. I cannot speak blessings over your finances. If you can't say I'm not a giver and I'm not doing blessings over your kids until you say it's not right in my house. I'm not parenting correctly. I've got a bad attitude. I'm not doing things right. I can't speak the path until you deal with the place. It doesn't mean you're out. It doesn't mean that you're done and you're judged. It means we've got something to work with now. Thank God for it. Thank God for the word that reveals where I am and reveals where I'm going. God, let us resurrect the questions in our church like this. Uh, Pastor, is everything all right? Uh, oh, am I okay? Hey, husband, wife, am I treating you good? I just want to know where I am. I just want to know. I want to be accountable. I want to be accountable. Jezebel Spirit, you can't be here. I want to be accountable to you. I want to make sure I'm doing right. I want to know where I am. So I know where I'm going. I need the two places on the GPS. I give you access, God. I give you access. I give you permission to access my files. I give you permission right now, Jesus, to access my heart. I give you permission to access every part of me that I've tried to hide. I've tried to cover up. I give you permission right now, Jesus, to get in there to places I didn't want to talk about because it hurts so bad. But I know what you're trying to do. You're not trying to damage me again. You're just trying to find a reference. 
thank you right now. I thank you, Jesus, for what I feel in this place breaking. I thank you for honesty and truth. For they that worship God must worship in spirit and in truth. We must worship in the invisible and in sincerity. We must be real. It feels good to be open to instruction and correction. 
it means we're serious. It means we really want to go to heaven. Yes. Yes. It means he's number one. Let it be our church, Lord, I pray over us. Let it be our church. Even though there are so many who have come here from other churches and some have come hurt, I pray that they would be healed and still be able to open up and try again. Yes. 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 I pray that they would be opened up, Lord. Yes. I'm afraid of hiding. Because this pastor is a pastor that sees the best. And this pastor is one who, who has the voice of God speaking that we're going to high places. That where we are is not enough and not good enough for us. A word is calling us higher. Calling us out. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. We release the gift of prophecy in our church right now, Jesus. We release the manifestation of revealing spirits to be revealed. We release right now that spirit that shows us, that spirit that tells us, the spirit that tells us in the name of Jesus Christ right now. He revealed we want it, God. We want it in our lives, our families. We get access right now. The most private place.